Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. We are so excited today. I can't even really tell you how excited we are today to welcome Jamie Erickson to the Loftcast. Jamie and her husband homeschool five children. She is the author of the very popular 2019 book, Homeschool Bravely. She's the owner of a very popular website, The Unlikely Homeschool, and the host of her own podcast, Mom to Mom. And we really can't wait to get started. So without further ado, welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I'm thrilled to be here. It's quite an honor to join you. Same. (laughs) Jamie, tell us about your family, yourself, and how you became the unlikely homeschooler. (laughs) Well, as you had said, I am the mother of five. We are actually second generation homeschoolers because my husband was homeschooled way back in the 80s and 90s when it was super weird. Yeah. (laughs) Who even did something like that? Um, I am a trained teacher and was in the classroom for several years. And early on in our marriage, actually, I think it was even before maybe we got married, certainly before we had kids, my mother-in-law pulled me aside and asked me if I would ever consider homeschooling my kids someday. Hmm. And hmm. I think I laughed in her face. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it, just, it just came out of me. It was so um, such a, a gut reaction, a knee-jerk reaction. And I just said, no, I, I think that teaching in the classroom is the perfect gig for a mom because I'd have the same, you know, holidays off and the same yeah. schedules as my kids. It just seemed like on paper, why wouldn't I want to continue on this path? Right. You know, and those are the famous last words because of course, says, you never know, we say make never, our, right? <laughs> yeah, we make our plans and then the Lord says, well, actually, yeah. Um, And when I had my first baby and the doctor laid that little pink, you know, bundle in my arms, Mm -hmm. it was pretty much right then and there where I realized, um, she'd be staying at home with me. (laughs) We would be be homeschooling and God just grew my love for it, um, through her. And mostly, you know, if you ask me today, why I homeschool or what I love about homeschooling, I could give you just a, a huge laundry list of reasons, but in the very beginning, it was simply, I just loved this person that God had given me. And I didn't want to spend eight hours, six to eight hours away from her. She was um, such a interesting person, even at four and five years old. And I didn't want to miss any of it Mm. as a, as a teacher in the classroom. I knew that oftentimes parents kind of got the leftovers at the end of the day when their kids came home, kind of bedraggled and (laughs) out of words, you know, they'd spent all their words They'd spent all their energy and the mom and dad just kind of got the leftovers. Yeah. I, I didn't want to get the leftovers. Mm. Yep. I love that. Absolutely makes sense. And of course she's, she's the oldest of five, right? Five, And that little pink bundle just graduated last year. So, so she's, I'm not actually homeschooling her anymore, (laughs) but I think she turned out wonderful. What a gift she has been um, from God, his kindness to me. I just love her. But, um, so I'm, I'm homeschooling four and the four, the final four at home are all boys. And that, you know, makes for an interesting school day too. 
Yeah. All yeah. boys. Yep. So how old are they? Um, well, my oldest son, he he's 16. He just turned 16 and the youngest is nine. And he, okay. he kind of thinks he's 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Nine year old. <laughs> yeah. What how are what are some of the differences homeschooling girls and boys for you? Well, I think that boys, you know, are so very active. And mm-hmm. to sit and just, you know, when I think back on the early years with her, we could sit on the couch and read books for hours. I think um, through most of those formative years, I read aloud like three to four hours a day mm. and she just soaked that up and they yeah. kind of just followed suit, joined us on the couch and kind of rolled into the homeschool rhythm as they got to that, you know, stage. And um they're just much more active. And so we do a lot more projects. We've done a lot more project-based learning than we ever did before. Um, they, and yet at the same time, they ask such inquisitive questions. All of my children are so very different. I couldn't have ordered up five different people, you know, God just designed them so uniquely. So, um, every day is different with these boys. And, and, you know, sometimes I get the, sometimes I get comments like, Oh, you have four boys. Oh. I bet you wish you had more girls or that, that kind of thing. But I'm here to tell you, man, those boys treat me like a princess. Yeah. yeah. I, I cannot complain. Yeah. Yep. I think you'd say the same thing about your son, right, Jenny? I really would. I, uh, not that and, your daughter doesn't treat yeah, you well, but I just have to say, and with Madeline being graduated just this last May, I yes. could do it all over again. Mm. I say to my husband, babe, why did we only have two children? Yeah. Yes. So I, your daughter's name is Madeline. Yeah. Madeline. My, mine too. <laughs> oh, what's her middle name? Brie. Madeline Brie. Oh, Madeline Jane. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. I mean, we're blessed. We're still in the homeschool world, obviously doing what we do here, but mm-hmm. oh, I see all of these little kiddos come in and working with just the, the moms who are just beginning and so excited. And mm-hmm. I'm jealous every single day. <laughs> and Madeline, don't you just want to do one more year? Let's just do one more. You she know doesn't. what? One of the things that my Madeline has really taught me is yeah. that my homeschool is not defined by my bad days. You know, I can look back and add up the days where we were sick in bed and the lessons didn't go as planned or the, the week when chaos ensued, when the heater broke and, or the, (laughs) you know, whatever, all these random things that you think, Oh, I'm, I'm failing my child because I'm not getting to X, Y, Z, like I had wanted. Well, now on the other side, Mm. with her, I can look and see, man, it all added up and she's exactly who God wanted her to be not fully formed yet as none of us really are, but she, you know, she, she's so smart and she's kind. And, and so she's my great reminder when I'm still in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I have a nine-year-old at the table. Who's just really not loving his snapback. (laughs) And I just want to throw in the towel. I'm reminded, like, she's my great reminder. I'm not defined my bad, my bad days and it'll Mm -hmm. all add up. God is so gracious and kind. It'll all add up to great things. And that's, that is so true. And, you know, so both my girls are graduated and I've come to feel like that those bad days in homeschooling, it's kind of like when you're in labor and you're giving birth, you don't remember the pain. As soon as that baby is there, it's all just joy. Right. And I think homeschooling is the same. (laughs) And like all great things that are worthwhile, 
it's going to be hard. You know, mm-hmm. nobody would ever say labor was a cakewalk, right? Right, right. right. Um, <laughs> but the the end result, the product, yeah. it's so very worth it. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of this journey, at the end of homeschooling, we all will bear the scars mm-hmm. of labor. We yeah. homeschool moms. Yeah, that's um, true. And, but, and we will birth something great and it'll be so worth it. But right now in the thick of it, sometimes it is laborious. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, it is. And I just think the goodness that comes, it's something far greater than we could have ever asked or imagined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I just remember all the prayers and just, just like, you know, either because you have days back and forth, we're doing too much. We're doing way too much. We're doing way too much. And then the next day, we need to get another math book. We're doing way too little. We're doing way, And that was always kind of that push and pull. But it's so amazing when you look, you know, when you come to that, the graduation, you see the Lord's hand was just guiding the whole time. And uh, I would do it all over again. <laughs> so not only, so we were talking about, well, we were personally talking about your book, but here your website is fabulous and filled with so much, a plethora of tips, tricks, and lots of encouragement. And that is what I want to say to you. So much encouragement, Jamie, what a gift that God gave you. Um, So tell our listeners what they can find on the Unlikely Homeschool website. Well, the unlikely homeschool was sort of birthed out of my um, own need to sort of recount and recall our days. That's really how it happened. Um, I live very far away from my own family. So it was kind of a chronology for them initially to, you know, check up, check up on us and see what's going on in our day-to-day lives. So it kind of started as a blog. Yeah, exactly. And more and more people began reading it and, um, then, you know, homeschooling was such a huge portion of our lives that most of what I wrote early on was about homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people from all women from all over the world began commenting and and writing in and asking questions. And I just began to see this as an, an opportunity to, you know, hold out this small little whatever that God has given me and, and use it for his kingdom purposes. So that's when it became more of a a website, more of a thing where I'm offering, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot. I don't, I don't (laughs) offer a lot, but what I have, you know, I'm willing to hold out freely to whoever would find it helpful or encouraging, you know, learn from my mistakes kind of thing. So mostly, you know, the, the, website has grown as my homeschooling has grown. And, you know, I used to write a lot about homeschooling with toddlers because that I was in the thick of it. I, I felt like for a while it was raining babies at my house (laughs) everywhere I turned, they were coming out of the woodwork. And so that I was writing from that place. And, and now as my homeschool has grown because my children have grown, Mm -hmm. you know, we're stepping into homeschooling with high schoolers. And so my audience has kind of grown along with me, but hopefully there's still something for every homeschool mom there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the graduated ones, <laughs> even us, <laughs> like your book recommendations. I do love, that's one of my most favorite things to talk about on my site is books. I, I have such a heart and a passion for literacy um, and igniting in kids, especially just a love for the written word. And part of that is birds out of the fact that, you know, 
Jesus himself calls himself the word, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, and he could have chosen any to communicate with us anyway. And yet he chose words and a book. And I just think introducing kids to the power of a good story is actually like the first tiny step Mm -hmm. of introducing them to the story. Yeah. And so I have such a heart for, um, introducing kids to good quality literature to help train their affections Mm -hmm. to reading things that are good and beautiful and true, just like Philippians 4, 8 says. And I know that that's sometimes hard for moms. We're busy. We don't have time to vet every single book out there. Mm -hmm. And just because of maybe my my background in education, and I I do have kind of a background in children's literature, it's just Mm -hmm. something that I feel like I do have the time to do and do enjoy Mm -hmm. doing. So if that is helpful for any mom who's, who's wanting to introduce her kids to some good quality books, but Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't have the time to vet them all, we'll head on over and I'm happy to help. Yeah. And I, especially, I'm not going to know exactly what your title is, but it's kind of with the new year and what you were doing for the new year. Uh, I know Um, like books with your husband. Oh, yes. Yes. So you know, there's a verse in scripture that's describing the young child, Jesus, and it's talking about how Jesus increased as he grew and he increased in four ways. He increased in wisdom Mm -hmm. and stature and favor with God and man. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one to make a bunch of resolutions because I think those (laughs) typically fall apart come (laughs) mid-February, but I feel like it is scriptural because it was, it was an example set by Jesus that we would increase. And part of that is just our sanctification in, in, um, God sanctifying us daily and making us more like him each and every day, more like Christ. So I feel like, um, as I increase, I should see some growth in each of those four areas, because if I pattern my life after Christ and that's the way he grew, I should be growing those ways too. So every new year, um, as the new year dawns, I try to prayerfully consider Lord, what four way, or how would you like me to increase in those four ways? What is the growth that I can see, um, in the net, in the coming year? And so I try to pick one or two things to focus on that would help me increase in those areas. Mm. I absolutely love that. So good. Yeah, definitely. Um, you also have a podcast. <laughs> How did that come about? Well, it's called the mom to mom podcast. And mm-hmm. I, I am a big, um, advocate for podcasts. I love listening to podcasts when I'm folding laundry or doing dishes. And there was a time, Oh, I don't know, four or five years ago when I was getting into the real thick of t- the teen years. Yeah. And I went looking for a podcast that would be an encouragement to me. You know, I don't live near my mother. I don't have a lot of um, mentors that are maybe 10 or 15 years ahead of me on the journey. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I, I can look for a podcast that maybe would be encouraging and offer me some, some tools and some tips, scriptural yeah. advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went looking for something. And at the time there were a lot of mothering podcasts, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately the, the demographic for those podcasts, Mm -hmm. the, the hosts 
and the listeners were all about 10 years younger than me. Um, In fact, the, the number one podcast at the time, motherhood podcast, the host's oldest child was five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and I just know what I know from Titus too, Mm -hmm. that the older women, the seasoned women, those whose those whose lives are actually showing the fruit yeah. of their yeah. investment, yep. that's who we're to be looking to. Right. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I looked around and I, and I, I drew a blank. There was, you know, I was hearing wow. in the podcasting space. So I thought, you know, Lord, this is clearly a need. I, I know I'm not the only mom yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the thick of the teen years who could use you know, a sister, an older sister coming alongside, you know, right. hugging, hugging my neck, saying a prayer in my <laughs> yeah. ear. This will be okay. It'll be yeah. fine, right? As yeah. I'm as I'm white knuckling the next, you know, 10 years yeah. or whatever. Um, and so I said, well, if 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 I if I know I'm not the only one with this need, maybe yeah. I can help get something going. And that it would not only be a blessing to me, but you know, whoever, countless other moms who are just like me. Right. Yeah. So I went looking for a couple of moms who were about 10 or 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I found two women that I, I think are just mothering giants. Mm-hmm. Um, September McCarthy, she has 10 children. She also wow. is a homeschooling mom mm-hmm. and um, she's actually homeschooling her grandchildren now, but she's about oh. 10 years older than me and 10 years older than her is Kate Battistelli. And she was a mm-hmm. homeschool mom to one daughter yep. um, who most people know as Francesca Battistelli. Yes. And they were so gracious to come alongside you know, I, I don't offer a lot in the realm of mothering advice, but I was at least equipped enough to handle maybe some of the back end of running a podcast. And I yeah. was like, well, it, I'll ask the questions <laughs> yeah. if you're willing to give the answers. And so that's kind of how the podcast was birthed. Oh, that's, ah. that's perfect. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I was at, um, teach them diligently this oh, last yeah. time in Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And you guys did your, you were recording when you were at the little talk or whatever, but so nice. We talked with the Battistellis. My son has been in the homeschool world. So we were kind of there and just kind of even promoting this here at the homeschool sure. left and, um, just so good. And Mike, is that his yes. name? Her yes. husband? Oh my gosh. Such a great guy. Yes. That- but, in September, I'm sorry. I remember September saying that, yeah, that she was homeschooling the grandchildren and, ah, yeah, she still has four at home that oh, she's homeschooling. Yeah, and okay. then, um, her daughter-in-law is finishing up. I want to say her doctorate and I could be completely mm-hmm. wrong in that. Mm-hmm. And so September has graciously stepped up and is homeschooling, you know, a couple of preschoolers each and every day, as well as running a, you know, like two homeschool co-ops and a homeschool wow. enrichment center. I mean, she's just a woman oh of goodness. all trades. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so we're about 10 years apart. So we're yeah. three generations of moms from different um, walks on the journey. Yeah. And we just tackle the hard questions that maybe um, are somewhat embarrassing to ask maybe another mm-hmm. mom or mm-hmm. that you know, unless you have a seasoned mom in your life, there's nobody really to point your feet in the right mm-hmm. direction. 
Yeah. Right. And you guys aren't, you all live in different locations as well. So it's not like you're together all the time. No. In fact, we just met for the very first time at Teach Them Diligently this last year. Oh. We just met face to like in real life and, and yeah. such beautiful. as the times that we're living in, you know, we've been able to develop these beautiful relationships online because, you know, when in Rome, yep. um, <laughs> but we were able to meet in, in person. This oh, year. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, now what about the book homeschool yeah. bravely? How did you get that opportunity? We were talking a little bit before we started recording about it, but tell our listeners how that book came to be. Well, I had been writing online for about three years in the homeschooling space on the unlikely homeschool. And in that time I had received hundreds, if not thousands of emails from moms all over the world. Mm -hmm. And every single email, you know, was asking this or that question, you know, which curriculum should I use? Yeah. What book should <laughs> my child read? They were all different. But as I continued the conversation with these mothers and I pulled on the thread just a little bit, what I found was every single email had this underlying current to it that was exactly the same as all the rest. It was a mother who's thinking to herself, I don't think I'm doing this right. Mm -hmm. I think I'm messing up my kids. Yeah. And, and I know I had, I was nursing those same fears and, and I was a trained teacher with, you know, all the letters behind my name and years <laughs> of experience in the classroom, but that's what the enemy does. That's his yeah. greatest hat trick is to try to, um, get us to, you know, to knock us off our course yeah. by letting us just sit mm -hmm. in fear. And, and, and basically, um, he just wants to, yeah, he wants to knock us off the course that God has for us. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and I began to recognize that. And, and so I went looking similar to the podcast. I went <laughs> looking for a resource that I could hand to these women, like an, an all-inclusive, here's the message that, that you need and I was coming up dry. There were so many wonderful homeschooling how-to books, but these women didn't need another tip or trick. They just needed the encouragement from scripture to remind them that they were handpicked by God to not just love their children, not just teach their child until the age of five, but to love and teach them, you know, until they launch and beyond. Yes, absolutely. And that even more, even more than that, to, for moms to recognize, you know, no, I, I actually can't do this, mm. but God can, mm. Mm -hmm. God is the one yeah. and to allow those fears to actually bring you to the feet of the one who can, you know, fill in the gaps of all those fears, the one mm -hmm. who can hold your fears. Yeah. yeah. And so, because I couldn't find a resource, I just began writing one, not mm -hmm. knowing of, you know, what it would, what God would do with it. I just mm -hmm. knew that um, that was my obedience. He was asking me to do this and I would, I would write it and see where it went. And, you know, God and his kindness has just taken the five loaves and two fish that I had and <laughs> multiplied it. And I'm so grateful. And he's just been so, so kind. And since then, you know, the book came out in 2019. Um, I've talked to so, so mm -hmm. many women yeah. who, um, yeah, just echo the heart cries of that book of, mm -hmm. you know, as moms, we kind of come to motherhood with nursing all kinds of fears. We wear ourselves yeah. out like you know, <laughs> it's an accessory, right? But then when you add in 
this huge responsibility of homeschooling. Now we're not just responsible for making sure our children grow up and are alive, but they also (laughs) have to be smart too. Right. Exactly. Yes. All that pressure, right? Right. So you couple all the regular fears that a mother Uh, has and the regular anxiety that she has with the fears and anxiety of of teaching and training and equipping a child to be, you know, ready to launch out the door, Mm -hmm. you know, go on to a vocation and have all the knowledge they need to do. So, and we just sit in paralysis. Yeah. 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 I like to say that, you know, how do we know we're qualified to homeschool? We have children Mm -hmm. either by birth or adoption. You know, if the Lord has granted us children, we are qualified not because of us, like you said, but because he's chosen to give us children. That means he will equip right step by step, not any further than we need it at any given moment, but just as we need it, just when we need it. Well, and it's a mindset, mindset shift too, because I think we're all conditioned to believe that education has to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the public school has millions of dollars at their disposal to teach and train children. Mm -hmm. And rightfully so, some of that is necessary for educating the masses. Mm -hmm. But when we recognize that that in itself isn't education, it's just um, kind of controlling a herd yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that education can be done so very differently. It sort of frees yeah. us up yeah. to embrace what true education actually is. So a lot of my book is just kind of re-educating yes. women on what education actually is. Yeah. I, I think it starts, doesn't it? I remember having that book, um, when I was pregnant, what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. And I had that thing highlighted and mm but doesn't it begin right there? Well, then we begin comparing. How come I'm not feeling that feeling? And should I be just like this? And why do these pregnancy clothes not look great on me? (laughs) What is that all about? But is, is it okay for me to read a little quote that you said in your book or would you rather I not? No, absolutely. I did want to say, cause you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, One thing I think is important for moms to recognize, you know, science shows that 90% of the things that a person learns in their entire life, they learn before the age of five. And that's mind boggling because, you know, how many more things do we learn beyond that? And obviously most of those things are very rudimentary, but 90%. And yet we discredit, like who taught my child those 90% of those things? And yet for some reason, by the time they turn five, we convince ourselves that, okay, that's, that's as far as I can go. I I can't, I can't add to this. I have to (laughs) send them off to a quote unquote professional to keep doing the thing that I was already doing. Mm, Yes. And that fear is so gripping and it it is just such an accuser, but this, what you said, and I'm maybe page 17, I think here, but I'm going to just say this for our listeners. And because we will be doing this class starting tomorrow, we, we, Lofty readers is what we call it. And oh, it's just such a great time for the moms to come together. And we just have great discussions. And I know this will resonate with every listener that we have. So Jamie says, I glanced up in the rear view mirror. But when I did, I didn't see the mother who had been teaching her daughter since the very beginning. I didn't see the many countless hours I had spent planning and preparing each and every year. All I saw was lesser than. I saw ill-equipped and unable 
And I think that we can all agree that that is a, a constant cloak that the enemy throws upon our head, you know, to redirect us into this, you know, lie. And so, right. If he can't stop us, he'll paralyze us. So we're just sitting there not doing, um, not walking it out in obedience, not relying and trusting that the Lord will, you know, just reveal the next step. I, I remember that day so very vividly. (laughs) And now I, I just have to laugh at, cause I can't do anything else about it. You know, I can't go back and relive the the moment, but I remember how ill-equipped I felt that day. And now looking back, it's like, I, I had been teaching my kids. My daughter was 12 at the time and she was, you know, off the charts in grammar and Mm. math. And Mm -hmm. she was so very smart. And even more than that, you know, just kind, Mm -hmm. hardworking, Mm -hmm. all the things that you can't really test. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look what the enemy did. Like she, all, all of God's kindness and goodness was staring me right in the face, but all I could see was what wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we have to, and you did, you, we have to make a choice, right. Mm. To see past the lies. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of moms get stuck is they, they just, they're like, I can't, and they don't choose. They feel like victims, I think. You know, Mm -hmm. that they can't choose to move past it. And I I feel like, well, because it's such the comparison trap, there's comparison in every single thing. I mean, always, you know, and I think you were saying this too, instead of always looking at, you know, well, you were talking about dice, but. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's my favorite uh, chapter title. Chapter four, you know, the whole book is (laughs) our favorite, Jamie. Why don't you talk to us about look at your own dice a little bit? Because we don't want to give the whole book away because we want everyone listening to buy the book, but we want (laughs) to whet their appetite just a little bit. So sure. Well, um, that chapter begins with a story that I tell about my middle son and he's 13 now. So this was you know, he was maybe six or seven at the time. And we had just gotten the game Tenzi. And if you're not familiar with it, it's a dice game similar kind of to Yahtzee, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you're each given a set of dice. You have to roll them and, and make a bunch of matches. So roll all threes and keep rolling until you get threes. And the first one to get all threes wins, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We just happened to be playing Tenzi together. And he kept losing every time. And even his younger brother, who I think at the time was only three, had won a couple of turns. And so it didn't, it was a game of chance. It was a game of luck. So it didn't make sense to me that after the numerous rounds of Tenzi that we had played, my middle son had not won a single round. And he was getting more and more frustrated every round and to the point of tears and that he didn't want to play anymore. And I, and I said to him, I said, Finn, why don't we just play one more time? with the intent of, I was going to really watch to see how he was playing because Mm -hmm. something wasn't adding up. It made (laughs) no sense to me that he hadn't won a single time. And so we started playing again and he was rolling. And what I noticed was every time he would roll, and this is a game of speed. So you have to pick up your dice and roll and keep picking up and rolling quickly to be the first one to get all your dice matching. Mm -hmm. What I noticed was he'd pick up his dice and roll but then he'd pause and look around at everybody else's dice to see how close they were to winning. And then he'd pick up his dice and roll. So most of the other kids were rolling two, three, four times in the amount of time he would roll once. Mm -hmm. 
because he was too busy watching what everybody else was doing and not concentrating on what was right in front of him to do. And isn't that what we do so mm-hmm. much as women, specifically in homeschooling, yes. instead of just looking at the children, the spouse, the finances, the giftings, the passions, the time that is right in front of us that God has given us to manage. Yes. We spend so much time looking at what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. that we basically waste the opportunity that's right in front of us. These are the good things that God has given us to do, but it's so tempting to see what, you know, our homeschool friend and homeschool co-op, you know, is doing. Cause now her, her kid is reading the, the lists of literature from that Ivy league college. <laughs> yeah. and, and I haven't even started reading aloud to my kids yet, or, yes. you know, this other friend down the street or this, this woman I see on Instagram, her daughter is already learning Spanish and she's only mm-hmm. three. And why, yes. why am I struggling to teach English? You know, we're, yes. we spend so much time looking at everybody else that mm-hmm. we miss the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to work diligently and obediently with the dice that God has put right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. And to not do that comparison trap. Um, yes. Well, it's called a trap for a reason. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. And this is why we say, Tina and I, this book, you know, even though our, our children are graduated, I mean, right there is just a great example. We, as women, I would say probably more so than men, are always doing that. We're, you know, the enemy is always setting the trap. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. It, it's always there. And so uh, just to glean so much, and I have read so much of this to my almost 19 year old Madeline Jane. (laughs) It's just, it's funny because we've just had, the Lord has worked it out. So, so many things that you said have applied. I'm not even kidding you to so many different areas just in our life, which has been a whirlwind since we had just moved. We all got sick. Then we got a new kitty cat. And so your books come in handy, believe it or not, with God's word. I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, God's word will never return void, no matter where true. you are in life. Yes. So, there you go. Yeah. Right. And I think, yeah. you know, that that's the wisdom of your book too, is whether you have toddlers and preschoolers and little ones, or you're somewhere in the middle of the fray, right? You were looking mm-hmm. for wisdom when you had, you know, tweens and teens, or again, Jenny and I have graduated our kids and my copy of your book is highlighted all up and down because mm-hmm. the truths that you share in that book apply to all different aspects of our lives as women, right? I mean, we can directly apply it to homeschooling because that's the direct application you wanted us to make, but we can think about our marriages. We can think about all these other different things too. So, um, that's, I'm just I- encouraging people to buy your book because it's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think, uh, you know, that's the credit of God's word being so timely Mm -hmm. and, and efficient and useful right where we are. And I actually talk about that in my book, the Rhema words of God are exactly what we need when we need it. And actually you, Tina can read a verse in scripture and it will speak to you in the place that you are right now Mm -hmm. in a totally different way than it'll speak to me. Not that God's word changes, but he, it's just living and active and is applicable to, you know, every part of our life. Yeah. I, and I think I love that part. You kind of touch on this so many times, you know, God gives us children that 
sometimes are completely different than who we are. And so we're struggling with that. I know that we talk to a lot of moms where it's just so hard for them saying, I just don't know what to do. And we were completely opposite, but I love the fact that, you know, well, to quote you, but truly (laughs) God has given you this child. So your love and your gifts might help refine and mold him because maybe there's something, not maybe there is something in me that that child needs mm-hmm. and, and there, something in them that yes. you need to. Yeah. And yes. we have seen it time and again at our house. I mean, it's just, I'm the extroverted one. And speaking of Madeline, Madeline's not so much extroverted. And so she has taught me, I, I mean, we can all testify to this, but she has taught me so, so much. It's just, it's so beautiful. Well, I think it comes back, you know, when we're talking about the realm of homeschooling, I think it comes back to what the end goal is. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can look to that graduation diploma or that, that report card with all A's or that entrance to an Ivy League school as the thing, yeah. the goal, the aim. I think that's a really short-sighted goal, mm. to yeah. be honest, because I could send my kids down the street to the brick and mortar school, and they could probably get all those things there too. Yeah. I think homeschooling gives us an opportunity to have so much more and the learning and the growth that happens is the deeply rooted kind, the kind that you don't always see maybe for years and years. It's the, the sanctification. I, I think that God doesn't just want to inform my kids through homeschooling, doesn't Mm -hmm. just want to inform me. I mean, homeschooling has been a re-education of me. I'll tell you that I've learned way more (laughs) homeschooling my children than I ever did in all, you know, 18 years of higher education, but he doesn't just want to inform us. He wants to transform us. Mm -hmm. Now is homeschooling the only avenue for that? Nope, but it's one avenue. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm so grateful for it. And I have seen over and over and over again in my life and in the lives of my kids, you know, from day to day, the days can be very hard, but it's in those difficulties in those, you know, trial by fire Mm -hmm. that he's just slowly chiseling off the ugly bits of my Mm -hmm. life and making me more and more like Jesus Mm -hmm. that, and in ways that I don't think could happen or maybe wouldn't happen without homeschooling. This has just been his tool to shape me and to shape my kids. Right. And we shouldn't be afraid of that. We should want to grow, like you said, in Christ likeness day by day, year by year. And I think some moms are afraid of that, you know, Um, because it's not easy. You know, it's not fun to sit at the table with a child who's crying over math facts. I mean, let's just be honest. Well, and sometimes, I don't know if you said this in your book, but I sometimes said too, you know, we have to pick our difficult or pick the hard, right? I mean, is it hard to sit there with your child who doesn't get the math facts and you're the one responsible for, you know, getting them into his head? Yes. But it's also hard to sit with your child who sat in school for eight hours a day and he still has to do his math homework and you're the bad guy trying to make him do that. It's, It's equally hard or your child is taught some value that totally goes against your own family values in school. And, and you have to try to undo it yeah, and you right. didn't realize it for months. And then all of a sudden it comes blaring out. It's like, now, how do I undo that? So I think it's like, pick the difficult because it's, it's all difficult, yeah. but it's a blessing in exchange too right. on the homeschooling side. Yeah. Please hear me. If you're listening, homeschooling is not an educational utopia. 
but <laughs> neither is any other educational choice. And I have right. been a part of all of them, public, mm -hmm. private, homeschool. I've done it all. And yeah. I know that every single one of those choices has its own mixed bag of struggles and strengths. And so you just really have to prayerfully consider and hold, hold out your child's education. Lord, what are the struggles and strengths you have and will use to refine not just my child, mm -hmm. but also me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I have this <clears throat> and this doesn't happen to me all the time, but there was this day that I was driving and not that I hear God's voice audibly all the time, <laughs> but this day in particular, I had been just trying to be perfect. And I was online all night long, looking up, you know, just different uh, crafts and all these fun things. And who knows who I was trying to be, but I was doing those things and more than just one day, probably all week, you know, printing things off. And so there I am driving one day and I hear God's voice say this, you guys, and I'm not even kidding. It was so audible. Stop worshiping the children. Mm. And I am not kidding. I convinced myself that because my very first thought was what? stop worshiping the children. And I thought, I probably just said that to myself because <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? No, that just comes from me. I just probably thought I felt bad. I was convicted. And then just talking to my husband about it, like, no, even the fact that you're second guessing the whole thing, because the truth is, again, we're trying to get before God's work. I'm trying to do everything in my worldly way in the in this way, trying to grab a hold of it, when we can, we can be relaxed. Mm -hmm. We have to count on him and let him, he's such a, he's the middle of this whole homeschool deal. It was his idea. The whole thing was his. And so it sticks with me till the end every day. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. Like, I just think I can do it now, even just trying to, now that they're older, 20 and 18, soon to be 19, back off. God has a plan and I can't <laughs> dictate every single thing, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Because if it was in your power, like if I, if I was one of those women, quote unquote women, as if they actually exist, um, <laughs> who could, you know, perfectly plan every mm -hmm. single lesson. And I could pick the exact perfect curriculum for my children. <laughs> and I could be the Pinterest mom and have all the projects pre-bought and ready to go and have it all perfect. Who would get the glory mm -hmm. for that? me, right. but it's God who deserves the glory for our homeschool. Your kids do not need a perfect Pinterest mother because mm -hmm. in being that you are pointing them in the wrong direction. You are pointing to a woman who doesn't have a need for a savior herself. Yeah. You know, when you, when you are doing everything perfectly. So yeah. we shy away from our inadequacies and what we, what we deem as, you know, an imperfection or a, a, failure or a fault, we shy yeah. away from those, but really those are there by design mm -hmm. to point out the fact that we are in desperate need mm -hmm. of God's help in this thing. Yeah. And then when, you know, I tell a story in the book about my, my fear of math and I, I have a <laughs> lifelong <laughs> blood feud with numbers <laughs> so much. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, it just kills me that it, algebra, you know, somehow math gets letters all of a sudden. In, <laughs> oh, in my older don't... daughter says the same thing. She's I like, agree. mom, I could do it if they just wouldn't stick letters in the math. Right. <laughs> and so early on, I had such a paralyzing fear 
when my daughter was like in kindergarten and first grade that I could not homeschool because I couldn't teach her algebra. You know, she's five, but that's yeah. what I'm worrying about. Right. Jumping and I, head. it was, you know, God basically brought me to my knees and, and I, I had to recognize, no, I, I, I actually don't know how I'm going to teach her algebra, mm-hmm. but he's not asking me to teach her algebra right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to just do the thing that's right in front of me. Watch your own dice, Jamie. Yes. Watch what God has put in front of you and do the thing obediently and faithfully and he'll work out the rest. You just have to trust and have faith yes. that he will. Yes. And so I just, I gave my homeschool to him and I said, God, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. I'm not going to shed another tear about algebra someday when she needs to know algebra, I know you will have a path for her and yes. it will probably not include me because yeah. <laughs> I know I can't do it, but I'm just going to trust that you'll figure it out. And, you know, fast forward a few years and now she's ready to learn algebra. God brought a, just a wonderful math wizard uh, friend into my life that I didn't even know back when my daughter was five. You know, I, yeah. I met her somewhere along the way and yeah. she's just randomly one day said, Jamie, I'm thinking about starting an algebra class, which you're, wow. you ever, oh my you goodness. Know, consider putting Maddie in this class. Would that be something you do? And I said, Jackie, you are, I was like, weeping. You I'm are sure. an answer to a prayer I prayed, you know, mm. eight years ago. And I didn't even know you then. And God wow. knew you, God knew you would oh, be my God. answer to the answer to my prayer and who got the glory. Mm. It wasn't me. Cause I still didn't know algebra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Lord because all along he was just wanting me to trust him yeah. to have faith and to answer his call to homeschool yep. in obedience. Mm. Yep. In the moment, step by step. That's what we have to remember, right? Yeah. 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 And so, my daughter got an A in algebra. So there uh, you go. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> um, which reminds me, we didn't say, so a lot of times people want to know what do homeschool graduates, what are they doing after? You know, we didn't mention yeah. what is, what is Maddie up to now? Yeah. Is she just as a recent graduate? Yeah. Well, she graduated a year early. Mm-hmm. And, um, she had been working at a Christian camp for several summers in a row mm-hmm. and was given the opportunity to, to intern at that camp. Oh. Um, she has a heart for missions. Uh-huh. And so we thought that might be a great, you know, sort of gap year for her to be able to work at this Christian camp and be one of the primary staff for the yeah. year and glean all kinds of, you know, soft skills, organizational skills, leadership skills. And then she would have that year to really prayerfully consider where God wants her. Um, she's looking at a few Christian colleges, but she just has such a heart for, mm-hmm. um, the world and hopes mm-hmm. to be on the mission field someday. So, uh, mm-hmm. we're actually going to go tour a college next month that she's thinking about. We'll see. Uh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, you mentioned to us too, before we started recording that you're writing another book. Tell yes. us about that a little bit. Yes. I just turned it in the, the draft. So uh. it's, it's being picked over with a fine tooth comb, right? As it is now out of your hands. You have to yes. go on faith, right? <laughs> yeah. Just hold it out and whatever God wants to do with it. So this is a bit of a departure. It's not about homeschooling, but it certainly has themes of home. It really is um, sort of the intersection between your home and kingdom work. And it's a call for women, hopefully giving her some actionable tools for how to open her door inviting people in so that she can introduce them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is what I've been given. I'm, I'm a stay at home mom. 
yeah. and I'm at home. Yeah. And so this is the, the talent that God has given me to steward my four walls. And how yeah. can I do that in light of the kingdom and for eternity? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love, love it. When do you expect that to be released? Do you know? Well, it's supposed to come out September 16th of 2022. So we shall see. Okay. We're taping in January. We believe this will post probably in February. So it's just a few months down the road. So yeah, (laughs) well, look for inklings about it on the interwebs, I guess. Yes, definitely. Uh, Definitely. We'll provide links to the website, podcast, and book in our episode notes, of course, to all of this for you all. But Jamie, do you have any parting thoughts? Well, I guess I just want um, every mom to know you cannot let fear have the final say. Yeah. You know, um, just hold out your homeschool to God mm-hmm. and trust that He loves your kids even more than you ever can. And he has good, good plans for them. And sometimes those good plans take twists and turns that you don't understand. And, and maybe this side of eternity, you'll never really know the answer to those why questions, Mm. but you can trust a good God, even with an unknown future. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that you believe each second of your day that you are the very best for your children. You always were and you always will be. Mm